going to give a challenge tonight to this congregation, a challenge to the young people. Now, I'll be frank with you, I'm a little bit out of my tree here tonight, if you'll accept that expression. I am not tuned to preaching just to young people. And I've got poles apart as far as congregation. I've got preachers and I've got young people. And I'm going to go into the Word of God, not to be boasting, but I'm going to go into the Word of God as deeply as I can. And I challenge every young person here tonight to follow me, to understand, and to respond to what I feel on my heart and I have felt all day long. Hallelujah to God. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to preach something differently than you've ever heard before. And again, this is no boast. Because really there's nothing new in the Word of God. But we're going to go to Calvary different than we've ever gone before tonight. And I'll tell you what you're going to see at Calvary tonight. You're going to see lions. You're going to see bulls. You're going to see dogs. You're going to see a little child, a little boy. And then you're going to see unicorns. Will you follow me tonight in the Word of God if I try to give you my heart? Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to preach it... Only if I challenge you young people to follow me and let us reach as well as you some others that are here. How many of the young people tonight will be quiet and you'll listen and you'll try to follow Brother Trees while he's preaching? Will you do it? All right. Thank God. You may be seated. I'm not saying that I am so smart that you can't hear it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not reflecting on your intelligence at all. But I know that sometime your interest span is not that long. And I want to give you the whole bale of hay tonight. You know what I mean? Nod your head if you know what I mean. I want to give you the whole bale of hay tonight. Some of you don't know what that is. I said I was going to preach Calvary differently. I hope when you've left that there's a throbbing relative to that point in history and scripture that enthralls you and carries you on the wings of inspiration to a place that you have not been before in the presence of the Almighty God. Listen to it tonight as I preach to you the horns of the unicorns. The horns of the unicorns. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help me. Save me, or deliver my soul from the sword, and my darling from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, 
Thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorn. A unicorn is a mythical animal. There never was a real unicorn. The uh, name implies a half man and a half horse. And he has a horn protruding out the front of his head. But the scriptural Hebrew word by scholars say probably is meant the rhinoceros. At least something of a leviathan nature, of a gigantic nature that would have the horn and the rhinoceros would come close to fitting that. So when I say tonight the horns of the unicorn, I'd like for you not to picture the mythical Greek unicorn that you see in astrology pictures, but I'd like for you to see a rhinoceros with a horn on the front of his head, just one horn that is a build-up of layers of hair. It is unfeeling. It is deadly. He is nearsighted. But he is gigantic and powerful, and when the horn strikes, there is nothing left. I said tonight that I was going to take you to Calvary and show you several animals. Lions, dogs, bulls, and rhinoceros, or unicorns. And I want to show you a little child. The 22nd chapter of the book of Psalms is a song beautiful in its rhythm. All the Psalms seem to follow a rhythm and it goes like this. Trouble, travail, and triumph. Trouble, travail, and triumph. The second chapter of Psalms is actually a part of the 22nd. Why do the heathen rage and kings imagine a vain things and they work against his Christ? This is spoken of in the New Testament. All right? But you follow the rhythm of the song. And let me tell you what the 22nd chapter of the book of Psalms is. It is unique. There is nothing like it. Inasmuch as it is the thoughts of Jesus Christ while he was hanging on the cross. Have you ever read it? Have you ever wondered what he was thinking? Have you ever wondered what he felt like and what everybody looked like to him? That's where we're going tonight. These are the thoughts of Jesus on Calvary. And I want to tell you that while he was on the cross, he was a little boy. And he thought of when he was a little boy. Oh my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh my God, this now, of course, is the flesh, prayer to the Spirit. There are not two persons 
Calvary, nor two gods. The Bible said in the days of his flesh he offered prayer. So what you hear praying at Calvary is flesh, not a God, but it's flesh praying to spirit. And he says, oh my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring, oh my God, I cried unto thee in the daytime thou hearest not, in the night season am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praise of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. They trusted in thee, and were not confounded. Listen to him thinking now. But I am a worm, and no man. I am a worm, and no man. Men and despised of the people. He's thinking now. All oh, they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake their heads saying, He trusted on the Lord that He would deliver him. Let Him deliver him, seeing that He delighteth in him. But thou art He that did take me or took me out of the wound. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. Listen, I am cast on thee from the womb. I have depended on you ever since I was born. I am cast on thee from the womb. Thou art my God from birth. Oh, hear him tonight as he thinks. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls, listen to it, many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They go upon me with their mouth. Here is Jesus thinking while he is on the cross. And he sees the people gathering as though they were bulls. And he said, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gape on me with their mouth as ravening and roaring lions. And then he tells how he feels. Listen to the rhythm of the song and the thoughts of my Lord on Calvary. He said, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is melt in the midst. I melt like wax. It is melt in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like punctured, and my tongue cleaveth under my jaws. For thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me, and the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Can you hear him crying while he's there on the cross? Be not far from me, O oh my Lord, O oh my strength, haste thee to help me. O oh my strength, haste thee to help me. Before I'm through tonight, I'm going to prove to you that what help 
Jesus on the cross was his own strength. He says, Be not far from me, O my Lord, O my strength, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword and my darling from the power of the dog. Do you know what darling means? It means precious, rare one. That one hanging on the cross was not just any every day, but that was a precious, rare one. That was the only body that my God ever had. It was the only begotten son or only begotten body. And he says, deliver my soul from the sword and my darling from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth. Hear it. And thou, when did he get hurt? What was the thing that brought the answer? Thou hast heard me when? From the horns of the unicorn. He mentioned dogs. He mentioned lions. He mentioned bulls. But I'll tell you, when he was heard, he said from the horns of the unicorn. When the giants moved in, when they come in, that's when my prayer was answered. And if you're reading with me tonight, you're noticing the rhythm of the psalm as it changes from that prayer and that plea he has heard from the horns of the unicorn and then he starts to pray. But I will declare thy name among my brethren. I will praise thee in the midst of the congregation. Hallelujah to God. Oh, glory. Oh, brother, listen to the praise. He said, for he had not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither has he uh, closed his eyes or turned his head. But when he cried unto him, he heard him. My praise is of thee in the great congregation. Oh, ye that fear the Lord, praise him. Glorify him, O ye the seed of Jacob. Oh, fear ye the Lord, O ye the seed of Israel. Glory, I will praise thee, O my praises of thee, in the midst of the great congregation. I will pay my vow before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied, and they shall see him, or praise the Lord who seek after him. Their hearts shall live forever. It goes into praise. Praise, praise. Hallelujah. For the kingdom is the Lord, it goes on and said, and he is governor among the nations. But I want you to hear him tonight. I'll stop there long enough to go back and tell you what he was thinking on the cross. For a while, he was a little boy. For a while, he said to himself, and he thought, he said, oh, I am a worm, and I am no man. I'm on approach of men, and I'm despised of the people. And then he said, but you are the one. Here is that little boy, that flesh, praying to the spirit that he called as God. And he said, be not far from me. Don't go too far, because trouble is near. Trouble is near, and there is none to help. Let me tell you, they gathered around. He said, I see them like dogs. He said, I see them like lions. I see them like bulls, great bulls of Bashan, coming around the cross, coming around gaping on me with their mouth. I, I look at my bones, and I tell all my bones, they're staring at you. They're looking at you. 
wine poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is melt. Here is a little boy. He said, but I, I am cast on thee from the womb. I've depended on you ever since I was a baby. Some way or another tonight, the feelings of my lovely Lord on Calvary are resound from my own soul because ever since I was a child, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost and I had to leave my home and I had to make my own way and I've had to depend upon Him ever since that I was a child. And I'm going to tell you there were times that dogs came along and lions came along, temptation of every sort. But my Lord waited until the big ones came. He waited until the unicorns came. And when the unicorn came, when the giants came in, then he said, Thank God you heard me from the horn of the unicorn. Hallelujah. Do you know what it does for me tonight? I promise you that I had never. I was sitting not long ago. I'd, I'd committed some of that to memory before. But I was reading not too, well, just several nights ago. My wife was sewing. I opened to that and I began to read the thoughts of Jesus while he was on the cross again. When I began to read his thoughts, my heart began to tremble and a love went out. I thought, what a little child. He's thinking about when he was a child. Oh, be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there's nobody to help me. Oh, deliver me. Deliver your darling. Deliver your precious rare one. The only begotten son, my wife will testify that my shoulders begin to heave under the impact of the presence of God. And still standing here tonight, I'm looking at Calvary with a different light than I've ever seen it before. In the heart of every man here, there's a little boy. And in the heart of every woman, they tell me, lives a little girl. And sometimes when you've gone as far as you can go, it's the little girl or it's the little boy that's within you cries out. It's as helpless, it's as pitiful, it's as lonely, it is as forlorn as any baby crying. I and I am looking at Calvary with a new appreciation because my Lord said there were dogs, there were lions, I suffered, I hurt, but when the unicorns came, when the giants came, that's when you came and you helped me. You heard me, you heard me from the horn of the unicorn, you heard me. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Are you with me tonight? Follow me. Oh, hallelujah. If you go to Isaiah 34, you'll see Isaiah prophesying of it. And he says, I've got a sacrifice in Bozra. I've got a sacrifice over in Bozra. He's going to come down with the unicorns and with the bulls. Again, Isaiah has reference to Calvary. And he says, I've got a sacrifice over in Bozra. And he's going to come down. He's going to come down, but with him are going to come the bulls, the giants, and the unicorns. The giants are going to come down. Let me tell you what that sacrifice was over in Basra. Oh, I hear Isaiah again as he's talking over in the 63rd chapter. It says the watchman standing on the wall. He cups his hand over his eyes and he says, Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Baza? He that's traveling 
in the greatness of his strength. His glorious apparel in the greatness of his strength. The answer comes back. I that speak in righteousness, my character saved. Well, glory. The answer comes back from my Savior. The question was asked, who is this? That cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Bozo. The answer comes back. It is I that speak in righteousness. I'm mighty to save. But wherefore art thou red in thy pill and thy garments as him that's treading the wine fat? The answer comes back. I have trodden the wine press alone. Alone! I've trodden the wine press. Do you know what it means to be alone? Do you know what it means for there not to be one single solitary individual left in the world? that can understand your predicament and your need. I have trodden the winepress alone. As for the people, there was none with me. Nobody was with me. He goes on down a little farther and he says, I wondered that there was none to help. Therefore, my own arm brought salvation unto me and my own fury upheld me. If you want to know what saved him on the cross and kept him, he said it was my own arm that brought salvation unto me. And my fury, my determination is what carried me through. God baptized every one of us tonight with a baptism of determination. That God can give you help and by your own determination and your own fury you can go through. Oh, be not far from me, O oh Lord, he prayed. Oh, my strength, my strength, hurry up and help me. There he is, ah, crying alone. I want you to notice him tonight. A child, I believe it was. I think of having to be alone when you're a child. I've mentioned a time or two. In this meeting, I got the Holy Ghost when I was 12 years old, and I started preaching right after that. Started evangelizing when I was 15. I had to leave my home when I got the Holy Ghost, or just a little bit before, because my stepfather would begrudge every bite of food that I took. And I'm not asking you to feel sorry for me tonight. I'm just here telling you, thank God my own fury took me through with the grace of God added to it. Oh, my strength. I know what it is to be a child and be out on the highway and not have a bite to eat or a dime in your pocket and you're depending upon Almighty God. And when you get hungry enough and when you get, uh, when you get poor enough and you don't have a bed, Oh, that's not when God helps you. But I'll tell you when it is. When the old unicorn starts coming and saying you ought to be out here. It's foolish for you to serve God. When those giants start coming around, that's when he begins to bathe your soul with angelic help. That's when a song or a word or a testimony comes into your heart and it lifts you up and you begin to tread in wonderful places that you've never been Quartet was coming back from California one night. It was late and sometime in those way hours. They'll say, Brother Trace, tell us 
something about the Word of God. They like to talk about prophecy, and we have some very sweet hours. There are five or six of us that travel on the bus, and, and uh, uh, they say, tell us a little bit about your experience. We were coming through a place in West Texas, our uh, Gatesville, Texas, one night. I said, hey, fellas, hey, I, I was here when I was a boy. I was 14 years old when I come through here. I preached out in West Texas, uh, and I was hitchhiking home. I didn't have any money left, and I had no place to stay. It was night, and Gatesville is a, is a place for the home for boys, or the reform school, in other words, and nobody picked me up because they thought probably I was one of the inmates, and I, I said, stop, fellows. Uh, we come out there on the highway, and I'll tell you there was a feeling that come over that bus that night. I'll never forget uh, Brother Ewing and Brother Carruth and Brother Brady, and especially little Puggy, the piano player. Tears were running down their face. I said, fellas, you see that old Rocky Road bank right there? One night, when I was 14 years old, I got right there. As far as I could go, nobody had picked me up. I'd walk till I was get out. I had my old suitcase tied with a string, and I got sleepy. And so I, I told him, I said, I'd crawl right up there, and I said, I'll never go to sleep out here in this uh, desert by myself, but I'm going to tell you my God knows how to make you go to sleep when you're working for Him. Hallelujah. They said, I, I don't understand. My wife gets aggravated. She hardly likes to go see my folks now when she thinks about it. She said, I can't see what in the world your folks were thinking about to let you, a 14-year-old boy, out on a highway hitchhiking. What were you doing out there? Oh, brother, listen, I didn't think it was a sacrifice. I look back on it now, and it seems like it was a little bit hard. But then, it didn't look hard at all. I'll tell you why. He was adding some help. He was adding some strength. Praise God. And I was just as happy as a dead pig in the sunshine. I didn't know I was having a hard time. It's what my God can do for you. When you make up your mind, that's a want to live for him. Glory. But I'm telling you, my experience here tonight has been he waits until you get to the end of your strength. And you have to say, oh, my strength, hurry up and help me. He waits till you get there. Oh, I trodden the wine press alone. As for the people, there was none with me. Did you know that I turn over to the book of Acts and I find the unicorns again? I find them mentioned. The church, this is after Calvary. This is the church. They've just undergone a persecution and undergone a trial. And they come back to the place and the Bible said they started to pray. You know how they prayed? I want you to listen for this is a great truth and preachers pay attention to me tonight if you will. The apostles got down to pray and they said, who by the mouth of David. We're going to think about David now. David talked about the Lord. He prophesied and uh, talked about why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing, the fourth chapter. The kings of the earth stood up all right. The rulers were gathered among, gathered together against the Lord and against the Christ for the truth against the holy child, Jesus. Not the holy man, Jesus, but the holy child, Jesus. Hallelujah to God. I want you to see them around the cross tonight. Bulls, lions, dogs, unicorns. But it was a child that was hanging on the cross.
It was the little boy that was saying, I've depended on you ever since I've been born. I am cast on thee from my mother's womb. Oh, be not far from me, for trouble is near. Now, Lord, you said it by your holy prophet David. You talked about how the rulers are going to stand up. That's the dogs. You talked about how the people gather together. That's the bulls. You talked about how that they stood up against the holy child of Jesus. And he says, and then the part, and uh, whom thou known it, here are, here is the unicorns. Listen, both Herod, Pontius Pilate, look at it, if you will, and the Gentiles, and gathered of the people of Israel, were gathered together. If you want to know who the unicorns was, it was the big ones. Herod, Pontius Pilate, and the Gentiles that had gathered together. Oh, they're remembering the church is having a trial and they're down praying now and they're remembering how the Jesus felt on the cross. And they said, Lord, it was said by David how that these things are coming. The rulers, the people, but here come the unicorns. Now then, they've come against the holy child, Jesus. Oh, the poor child. Go on just a little farther. For to do to whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determine. And here's what they pray. And now, Lord, now, Lord, behold, they're threatening again. Behold, here comes the big ones again. Here comes the unicorns again. They're coming not against that child, but they're coming against a baby church. A baby church that's never learned how to live by itself. A young church that hasn't gone through very many troubles. This is one of our first ones. But here comes the big one. And they're threatening us again. Again. Now, Lord, they're threatening again. They're coming again. I'm telling you, my friend, I feel like sometimes at the church I pastor, where I need to throw my hands up and say, Dear God, ah, the big ones are coming again. The unicorns are on the way. And we don't know how to do by ourselves. I'm telling you tonight, we're here by the grace of God. I'm giving Him glory for being the answer to every problem and giving strength in the day as we're in. Go on. Lord, now they're threatening. There's something we want to pray for. We're not praying that you deliver us. No, 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 no. That wasn't what Jesus prayed on the cross. He said, Father, he said, I'm not saying deliver me from this hour, but for this hour, came I unto this hour. In other words, I've lived all of my life for this one hour that's upon me right now. Do you believe tonight that there are great moments in destiny or history upon which your destiny hinge? I believe there are. I believe there are great moments. My Lord said, what shall I say? My hour has come. What shall I say? Shall I say, Father, deliver me. Deliver 
me this child. Deliver this darling. Deliver me. No, no, I'm not going to say that. But I, for this hour came I under this hour. Let me tell you something, my friend. Jesus lived with one hour hanging over his head, and I'm living with one hour hanging over my head tonight. Glory, I believe it's coming near. And I'm not going to say, Father, deliver me from that hour. But I'm telling you I'm living for that one hour that's hanging over my head. It is the tone of finality. It's the sound of the trump of God. When the dead in Christ are going to rise first, and we which are alive, and her men are going to be caught up together with them in the air. Shall I say, deliver me from the hour of rapture? Shall I say, deliver me from that hour I'm living? No, 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 no. Let me live my life to the full hilt. Let me live in adventure. I don't want to watch somebody else 